Welcome, hour number two of the Bill Michael Show. We are glad you're with us. We are broadcasting live. We are here. Sturgis, South Dakota. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at New Mail Medical. Call them, 414-455-4451. Helping guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin and beyond the borders. And, yes, you can you can get help. But you can't do anything if you don't call. Again, 414-455-4451. Um, so, first of all, down below they are getting ready. You're going to hear a bunch of bikes fire up here um, in almost any moment. It's supposed to take off here. At uh, 10 a.m. local time, 11 uh, a.m. Uh, central time. So in just a few minutes, I would assume they're going to get it underway. But that being said, a couple of pieces of news coming out of Green Bay. Uh, Long Snapper, who we had just talked about yesterday. We just talked about this. Stephen Wordle uh, has been released by the Green Bay Packers and also wide receiver, often injured wide receiver, uh, Osiris Mitchell. He's also been waived as well. Uh, the other aspect of this is now Brian Gutekunst, he had stated today not saying whether or not David Bakhtiari or Elton Jenkins would remain on the pup list to start the season. And therefore, if they do, they would miss the first four games. He did say, though, quote, they're both doing really well and both have a shot to play early in the season. Now... On Elton Jenkins' side of things, that's great news. And that's almost unexpected. So the same statement for two guys is taken vastly different. Because Elton Jenkins, remember, went down mid-season, mid, past the halfway point of the season. And for him to come back earlier than expected, that's huge news. David Bakhtiari, on the other hand, who has, quote, a shot to play early this year, that's not good news because it's been a year almost going on two, really, when you think about it, because last year um, he played, uh, you know, some snaps against Detroit, and that was the setback and really didn't play after that. And you're coming up on December 31st of this year will be two years since that knee injury. So while the same piece of information was doled out about both players, it's taken vastly different. And also, the question was posed to Brian Gutekunst about whether or not uh, David Bakhtiari would be, quote, game ready and football shape and such. Well, you know, he said, well, David's going to do it in his own time, and, you know, he's veteran enough. You know, these are all cliches that we've heard before for a guy that is not healing well, you know? If you say it about Elton, Elton, Elton Jenkins, yeah, you get it. You say, okay, you know, that, that's great news. Not for David Bakhtiari. Still not ready to go with that knee injury. And as Mike Clemens gave us yesterday, he is also – he's not doing a whole lot on the sidelines. Now he's he's doing some drills and such and some get-off drills is kind of what they call them where, you know, you come up, you pop up out of your stance and you get a little burst and you push off a little bit. But he's really not doing – strenuous drills and to say that at this point in time it's concerning uh, or alarming I, I think is a vast understatement in just my opinion just my opinion uh 877 877-867-1670. uh dustin says uh, don't think he's ever going to come back 100 percent or play at the same pro bowl level uh at this point in time dustin 
I probably would agree with you. After after going on almost now, what are we, you know, uh, September, October, November, December, we're, we're, what, one year and eight months into this injury. One year and eight months. Some guys come back in eight months. So we're one year and eight months into this injury. And I would say at this point that Bakhtiari, I, I would agree with you. I, it, now it's Now it's show me time. Before I thought, nah, he'll be fine. Guys come back from knee injuries all the time, and we've seen this before where they come back, they have a little pep in their step, they're stronger, they put that brace on, they overcome, but technique and everything, muscle memory, it begins to come back rather quickly. In this particular case, I would agree with you. Now it's David Bakhtiari is going to be your left tackle, and when he comes back, you sit back, you fold your arms, and you say, okay, show me. Show me that you still got it. Because at this point in time, I would, I would kind of agree with you. I really would. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. By the way, and Ben, I wanted to kind of defer to you. Did you see ESPN has now officially dropped out of the uh, the race for uh, airing Big Ten games? Yeah, yeah, that came through. As we were talking about it yesterday, it was expected. Yeah, ESPN has officially now put out the statement that uh, they are not going to bid on uh, Big Ten games. They were, first of all, going to get only half of the slate of games that they would have normally gotten. And the Big Ten, interesting, the Big Ten is looking at itself like the NFL does, where it does games in the morning, a game mid-afternoon, and then one late game in the evening. And they take three premium games and divide them. That's what they're looking to do with Fox and CBS and NBC. And then, obviously, some streaming services along the way. And the other games, then, that are not as of significance as some of the primetime premier games, those will then air on the Big Ten Network as well and other streaming services also. But that's how the Big Ten is looking at itself. Let's position ourselves as the, the game, so to speak, via the NFL's model, and let's go after it that way. And ESPN who had paid over $300 million for 27 games, was offered $350 million for 13 games, and ESPN finally said, no, we're out. So ESPN obviously is going to go after the SEC, and they're going to bolster or see if they can't get to bolster up Pac-12, Big 12, and such for some of the other games. But, uh, yeah, ESPN now officially out and uh, I think, what what is the uh, contract status? Is it after this year or next year, Ben, that ESPN will no longer be airing Big Ten games? After this year, I believe. Because then, year? yeah, then USC and UCLA join. That's my understanding, because okay. I think the SEC yeah. is still on CBS this year. I, I, like anything, change is always awkward. It's human nature. You don't like change. We don't like change. But... I think this is going to be good. Other than the fact that I'm going to miss Chris Fowler and, and Kirk Herbstreit doing Big Ten games, um, I, I don't think it's a terrible thing for the Big Ten. I think this is, uh, again, they are probably right now ahead of the SEC in terms of positioning themselves as the moneymaker dominant conference. Now, eventually, they're going to have to bring championship victories to that to uh, establish that on a consistent basis because the SEC has been dominant in the championship area. 
But overall, the Big Ten's been as competitive as the SEC in a lot of different realms and certainly a, a moneymaker in a lot of different areas as well, and especially bringing in now UCLA and USC as bringing in the L.A. market. So uh, when it comes to the dominance of the East Coast and the West Coast and everything else in between, the, the Big Ten certainly has that going for them. But, uh, yeah, you're going to have the SEC going to – uh, ESPN most likely. Uh, they're going to throw all their resources in that direction and then spread some of that out among some of the other networks, and then the Big Ten will be uh, the dominant one running through uh, the, the you know CBS and NBC and such and Fox. So there you have it. Um, Mark says, uh, oh, by the way, I wanted to do this real quick because uh, as we sit here today, I, I, a lot of people, like I had mentioned before when we had uh, just at the top of the hour, uh, Rob Couture from the VFW, People do listen out here. Tyler and the guys from Manitowoc Cranes are out here. Now, I, I don't know where they're at, but he says, Unit, we're in Sturgis. Our first time here. The Sound Art guy was great, and I had mentioned that because uh, Sound Art USA is in a, in a building downtown on Main Street called Big Al Swap Shop. And the, the canvas prints, you take a picture and you send it to them, they turn it into a canvas print, but on the on the inside framing of the canvas print is speakers. It's Bluetooth speakers. You can buy numerous prints and put it in stereo around your house or whatever, but they're cool as hell. I mean, they're unbelievably cool. And I've been talking about them for years and years when they first came into business. But uh, they apparently went downtown and they met Steve. Uh, they said, what was the name of the bar that you were talking about? Was it Stinger? It's called Stinger Saloon. You are correct. He said, we stopped there. We got a cigar. Thanks for the heads up. Uh, we're kind of following the vice, your advice, with us being newbies out here. And then he says, will Goody be a part of the valuation of uh, Jordan Love, or is that strictly LaFleur's job solely? Uh, and that's Tyler and the guys from Manitowoc Cranes. First of all, the fact that you guys went to Sound Art USA and went over to Stinger Saloon uh, and got a cigar, hopefully you ran in to all the guys. You ran into Stinger, you ran into Jawbone, you ran into Art, everybody over there. There's such great people and such a great society of guys, and I've been telling you, if you're coming out here or you're out here already, Sound Art, numerous places. Night Rider Jewelry is really cool. There's a lot of neat places downtown, but when you're going to sit down and quench your thirst and enjoy what I would consider to be the backbone of Americans, that is our guys over at Stinger Saloon who help us out when we're out here, and they're just the best people you'd ever want to meet. Uh, welcoming with open arms. So going back to your uh, statement about Gudikins. Uh, yes, he's going to be a part of the evaluation of Jordan Love. Absolutely. But I think it's Matt LaFleur, obviously, who's going to be the one that's going to set Jordan Love up to say, grasp success, or you're going to take the rope and go down with the boat anchor that is failure. Uh, you know, there. How, how do I put this? Uh, of course, Brian Gutekinds is going to be a part of the evaluation process. As far as whether or not he's going to become a starter in the NFL after Aaron Rodgers leaves, you know, yeah. I mean, this is Brian Gutekinds', Brian Gutekinds kind of legacy pick. So, of course, he's going to be a part of that evaluation process. But if you're talking about whether or not he's a good quality quarterback, that's going to be a joint effort. You know, Matt LaFleur is going to say, hey, Brian, this is what we plan on doing. This is how we want to put him in position to have success. This is what we're going to do to try to help him out. And then Gutekinds is going to say, I want to see him work with these guys. I want to see him work with the ones. I want to see him work with certain receivers. I want to see what he can do. You know, put him in the most difficult of situations and see how he handles it. 
Don't give him the easiest things to be successful with, but put him in difficult situations to see how he handles that adversity. And then go from there. And uh, But, of course, yes, to answer your question, he's going to be a part of that evaluation process. Tyler and the guys from Manitowoc Cranes, thank you so much for coming out to Sturgis. Thank you so much for listening to the program, and we certainly appreciate it. So there you go. He also, uh, Brian Gudekinst, if you were listening earlier, when he talked about uh, what he's looking to evaluate, he's looking to see more consistency out of, um, out, out of Jordan Love. Now, they say he shows you flashes, and we hear that. Term, I use it. I use that terminology. You know, show, you see flashes, but you don't see consistency. Now's the time that you need to see consistency, because if you're still only seeing flashes, that means it's just it, it's that's all you're probably ever going to see. The flashes of greatness that makes you an average quarterback in the NFL, and that's not what you're looking for. You're looking for good to great, and then great to Hall of Fame. Because that's what you've had. That's the level of play you've had in Green Bay consistently now for years and years and years, decades. So, you know, yes, you want to see those flashes because you know that then that talent's there. But you need – we've seen that out of Graham Mertz. Graham Mertz will give you a throw every now and then. You'll go, wow, okay, that's the guy that was recruited. That's the guy we were expecting to come into the Badger system. And then you'll go and see three or four just dumb plays, bad throws, hesitations, Non, not letting it rip, you know, bad reads. Like, what the hell are you doing? Everybody saw the, you know, the safety. So that type of stuff. But you want to see more consistency and more confidence out of Jordan Love. So, And also, one of the other things that Brian Gudekin specifically said was, we are looking for game management out of Jordan Love as well. So some of the things to look for coming up uh, this Friday night. Hey, I uh, want to remind you, our friends at Wisconsin Harley-Davidson, who are also out here, Craig Winger and his staff, great people, uh, but they're out here, they're riding with you, they're hanging with you. As a matter of fact, I think they're going to do a deal with SoundArt and bring that into Wisconsin. So you can maybe even see some of that at the Wisconsin Rally. But that being said, if you're looking to ride, if you're looking for a bike for the rally, if you're looking for some new motor clothes for the rally upcoming here in a few weeks, stop in at Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. Go to WISHD.com. That's WISHD.com for all of your riding apparel, for all of your riding accessories, your parts, service if you need it on your bike to be ready for the ride, and specifically our ride coming up on Sunday, September 4th. And it ends at Wisconsin Harley-Davidson with one hell of a party. That's Wisconsin Harley-Davidson in Oconomowoc. Go to WISHD.com, and I encourage you now, get registered for the ride coming up Sunday, September 4th. We ride for veterans. We ride for military members and their families in Fisher House, Wisconsin, but we cannot do it without you. Stay tuned. More amazing content out here in Sturgis, South Dakota, coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. We are glad to have you. The Bill Michael Show. On the air out here live at Sturgis, South Dakota. And uh, they're getting ready below to uh, take off on the motorcycle ride. So uh, you're going to hear a lot of the engines begin to roar, uh, understandably. In the meantime, talking Packers football, talking Brewers baseball, and uh, just a lot of questions uh, about this Green Bay Packers team. Uh, and this one uh, comes from Mark. He says, what are you looking for on, uh, on Friday night? 
What are you looking for on Friday night? Me, I'm looking for, uh, obviously, a, a couple of things. First of all, I think uh, it is the Jordan Love spotlight. It pretty much kind of begins and ends there. Things to trickle down from that. Uh, I think you're looking for special teams play because, obviously, guys on this team, new guys, young guys, they're looking to make an impact via special teams. That's that's one of the, the first things. Uh, and then, in addition to that, you've got – uh, the offensive line, you're looking for cohesiveness. You're looking for the ability for Matt LaFleur to try to figure out who is going to be starting on that offensive front. So that's another area of all of this. Uh, another aspect of this that I'm looking for is just some of the new guys that we've talked about. Some of the, you know, Quay Walkers and company and and obviously Romeo Dubs. The one thing you obviously want to come out with is, is health. You <laughs> You're praying to God that some of the guys that have been so impressive in camp so far who just cannot wait, they're salivating to go all out, they don't end up getting injured. That's, you know, health is paramount. But what you're looking for is a lot of those impact plays out of the young guys to not only one put on tape, okay, uh, but what you're also looking for is the young guys to, uh, to do things mentally not just physically it's it's physical has gotten you here to this point but what you're looking for is the mental aspect of things uh you know obviously like i mentioned romeo dubs you're looking for a guy like sammy watkins alan lazard some of these guys to amari rogers who many feel has had a pretty good camp thus far that these guys you know continue on in that direction show you some things some advancement from what they had last year you know, and then you're looking obviously for Yash Nyman and the, you know, the uh, the Jake Hansons and Royce Newmans and such to be able to play with consistency. Zach Tom and what they uh, what they're looking for out of him. Sean Ryan, obviously the young cat. What they're looking for out of him on that offensive line. But you're looking for Jordan Love to really be able to guide that starting group, if you will, because you're not going to see a lot of the more veteran players play in this one, or maybe at all in the preseason. But you're looking for Jordan Love to guide them, and then obviously you're looking for some of the young guys, Quay Walker, Devontae Wyatt and such, some of the backup guys, you know, and Gabari and Abari to be able to be better on the outside, Jonathan Garvin on the outside, Chris Barnes, linebacker, you know, some of the depth that they're looking for because they don't have a lot of depth at that outside linebacking position. See who, if, see who, if anybody, steps up, and then obviously just stay healthy. But, uh, you know, I mean, I can go through on and on and on for things that I'm looking for. But I think things begin to unfold uh, in front of you on Friday night. And what, what's so good about Friday night is that you finally get tape. You finally get to see guys. Because you're not you, – you, the one thing that, you know, people look at is that, well, this guy's got it or he doesn't. Preseason, we have so many – we have seen so many guys excel in a preseason only to fail in the regular season – what you're looking for is the mental side of things and to be able to do just the basics, the fundamental stuff now. Because nobody's blowing it out, you know, offense. We keep talking about how the Packers are going to run a vanilla offense. Well, they're probably going to, but they're going to open it up a little bit with Jordan Love because they want to see what they've got in this guy. But you're not going to open up your entire playbook. Same thing with your opponent. 49ers aren't going to do it, so you're looking for the fundamentals uh, of, of, you know, play coming up on – on Friday night, so that that's kind of what I'm looking for. It's it's a lot of babbling and a lot of BS, but that, that's basically it. And you'll know it. You'll know it when you see it. You know, it is what it is. What are you looking, Ben? What are you looking for coming up on Friday night, man? 
Aside from what you said with love and throw in Dobbs there too, I maybe this is Badger football brain talking, but I'm really only looking for Zach Tom, Sean Ryan, what the offensive line looks like. Because if you go to week one without both of those tackles, do you have Royce Newman on the inside? Is he on the outside? Who fills in there on the right side with Nyman at left tackle? So I just want to see what the line looks like and what the rookies do, especially Tom, because it looks like he could start. Uh, I know that uh, this, first of all, is a terrific lead-in to what's uh, about to come, and that is the, uh, you know, the income of the New Orleans Saints who are going to be the first preseason home game for the Green Bay Packers. And we heard Brian Gutekinds talk a little bit about that, about how this is going to be intense, how the coaches are talking to one another, how they don't want to see fights, they don't want to see skirmishes. You want to make sure that the work gets done in those practices and such. So what you're going to see is on Friday night, you're going to get a lot of tape. You're going to analyze that tape, and then you're going to take that in those two practices against the Saints, then that game, that's where your real evaluation is going to start to become uh, evident in those specific the game and the practices to see if the young guys or the guys that maybe you've picked up on practice squads or, or such or the college free agents as to whether or not they've got the chops to kind of make this team. And that's the other – that's why this this combined practice, even though, you know, Aaron Rodgers is not a fan of it, some of the players, some of the veteran guys, they're not fans of it, but that's part of the reason it's so important because you're going to get so limited time when it comes to losing one preseason game for the depth of some of these guys. This is a great evaluation opportunity to find some of these guys that may be on the cusp of making the team or on the bubble of not making the team to be able to shine just a little bit more rather than just in a limited appearance in a preseason game. So – uh, so that's some of the things we're looking for, not only in the game on Friday night, but uh, also coming up next week, which next week at some point, I believe we are going to be uh, doing the show live in Green Bay. So we'll be looking for that coming up uh, next week as well as uh, we continue to travel around not just uh, the country, but around the state of Wisconsin. I think we've got a, a cigar dinner coming up this week as well. I think we're going to be in Wausau, if I'm not mistaken. And then obviously over to Green Bay, catching practice back into Milwaukee. So a lot of a lot of traveling, but a lot of stuff going on, if you will. Uh, this is one from Caleb. Caleb says, uh, "I look for Jordan Love to be much sharper and better and quicker with his decision making. If he's not, what does that say about his mentality to play the quarterback position in the National Football League?" Caleb, that is exactly what Brian Gutekunst was talking about. That's that's it. Physical talent gets you into the NFL. It's the mental. It's what's between your ears and the mental capacity to understand, read, and react that makes you good, average, great, or poor. That's it. Most quarterbacks in the NFL are pretty good. They're they're really talented coming out of college, but they're pretty good. It's the ones that get it and have the ability to read and react in in that half a second sooner, that split second sooner than others. That makes them great. And obviously accuracy and such. That that takes things to a different level. I mean, if you've got really good quality arms and accuracy, uh, it's, it's solid there as well. But nevertheless, if you've got the ability between the ears to be able to read and react and throw the football and do it on a dime or read and react to where the situation would dictate you should go with the football, you're 99.9% ahead of the game and are probably ahead of everybody else. It's that simple. 877-867-1670, this portion of the program, brought to you by our friends over there at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Pella, they uh, have terrific windows and doors, and they want to make it easy on your pocketbook. 
10 years, 2.99% interest financing right now going on, and it's locked in. I know interest rates are up and down. And How about 2.99% right now, 10 years? Go to PellaWI.com. That's PellaWI.com because we all know eventually, I mean, even though it is going to be hot here today, I know it's in the 70s back home, uh, the cold winds are going to come blowing. And you're going to want to make your house more economical. You're going to want to seal it up. You're going to want good quality windows and doors. You want to open them easy, close them easy. You don't want to have to be a a muscle head just to be able to open a sliding patio door. So if you're needing them right now, whether it's one door, one window, or many, call our friends at PellaWI.com. Go to 855-PELLA-WI, 855-P-E-L-L-A, 855-PELLA-WI, or uh, simply go to the website PellaWI.com and have them set up that free free in-home consultation have them come out to your house measure custom manufacture custom assemble custom install warranty those windows for a long period of time and installation get it all done and done right and make your house more economical and more valuable right now get a hold of our friends at pella windows and doors of wisconsin go to pellawi.com more of the bill michael show live out here in surges south dakota coming up right after this Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program, Bill Michael Show. Coming back for break. Good to have you. You're looking live right now out over the uh, the gathering that is out in front of Pappy Hoyle Campground. Full throttle off at a distance as they're getting ready for a motorcycle ride here uh, today as uh, Jesse James and uh, Dupree and the, the gang down there and the film crew and the documentary staff and everybody all address the crowd. So that's getting ready to take place. Um couple of different things going on. First of all, I, I, I will get back into the emails coming up here momentarily, no doubt. So I want to get into that. Mike Clemens, uh, we're going to hear from Mike coming up here in just a little bit. Um, by the way, we did not make a mention of this yesterday, but uh, today, Ben, so we had talked about the Live Tour, some of the guys on the Live Tour suing the PGA to say uh, we want to be part of the FedEx uh, Championship. We want to be, and and apparently they were shot down. How big is that? That's huge, because now they're being told, "Sorry, you're not a part of it. You chose to leave, and that's completely different. And it's just it's not that way. And and you're out, right? Yeah, I I know nothing about antitrust law, and I've only been able I've read a lot about it. I try to understand this situation, but this feels like a very small domino in the grand scheme of things. Uh, this was Taylor Gooch, Matt Jones, Hudson Swafford suing or filing some sort of restraining order so they could play in the FedEx Cup playoffs. And I guess the judge, which, by the way, the whole proceedings were streamed on Zoom and all the golf writers mm-hmm. got in there. Apparently it was a disaster with the live lawyer just saying things he shouldn't say about their league. But, uh, right. yeah, this this feels like a win. I, I saw someone said the PGA Tour is now one up on live in the courtroom because yep. there's a big antitrust suit coming down the road like three, four years from now. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so when you said the, the Live Tour, now I did not get a chance to see what the uh, attorneys for the Live Tour were stating that maybe they shouldn't have. Oh. Was there anything that was 
that stood out to you? <laughs> yeah. This this guy got up there and he said uh, that the money the players are making winning the fake tournaments that aren't real tournaments, it's recouped against their salary or their signing bonus. So really they're working off their contract instead of making money in addition to it. So when insert wow. crappy golfer here wins $4 million for getting first place, from what the lawyer said which I cannot get why he said this. This is something he should have kept inside. That money is just taken out of his original signing bonus. Wow. That's, yeah, that's kind of crappy. You know, when somebody says, here's a signing bonus, uh, they don't say, here's a signing bonus, and, oh, by the way, that's your draw. Because that's technically what it is. It's like if you're a salesperson and you get, you know, a thousand bucks a month draw or a thousand bucks a week draw, that's what your salary is. So if you don't make draw, you still get your thousand bucks, but if you don't make draw numerous times, then finally they just cut you loose. So you start out making a thousand dollars as part of your job, but beyond that it does Yeah, that's that's crazy. Now I can't imagine any any big name player even signing for that. I am almost positive that all of the players there have different stipulations in their contracts. So it could be the case for mm-hmm. some and not all. And since he said this, the live guys have come out and said, oh, no, that's not the case. But I don't get why the lawyer would drop that in Yeah, some the lawyer's the argument. one that draws all this up. He's, yeah, he's, he's the guy that's probably more in the know than most. Now, maybe for Phil Mickelson and Dustin Johnson and company, that's not true. But Phil knows for nothing. some of the other guys, it, it certainly is. Yeah, Phil, yeah. Phil and Greg Norman are trying to talk themselves into knowing everything. Like, I can't wait to watch when Liv goes to court, and it might go all the way up the levels against the PGA Tour, and Greg Norman right. and Phil Mickelson go to the stand. I cannot wait to look at what they say. Because they're like, the, oh, Here's the thing. I'm the smartest person in the room, when in reality they're not. The, the argument was that the not being in the FedEx Cup championship is created re- irreparable harm. That, that's where this whole lawsuit stipulates. And the judge basically said, from what I read, where's the harm? Yep. What harm? You know, you're playing on one tour, they're playing on another, you're making a ton of money. What's the harm? Did it harm your reputation? No. Did it, did it hurt your feelings? Yeah, but there's no irreparable harm here. And so that was the argument was that, there was never irreparable harm to the golf player, to the players. So it, it it's that's what that whole thing was based on. That's like a, a billionaire walking in and saying, you know, hey, I, I want to make more money. And <laughs> suing to make more money, you know, unless you've been harmed – by something else, so it, it, it's it, it doesn't make sense. It's 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 bizarre. It's 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 Walmart suing against Home Depot for different goods and services. I guess in in an analogy, and they're both like, no, you're not being harmed in any way, and neither are they. Just go about your business. So I I completely agree. It's kind of a joke to be honest with you, but is what it is. So that was one of the things that came out, and we didn't really get a chance to discuss, but uh, nevertheless, Live Tour getting uh, shot down 
in court. Um, 877-867-1670. If you do want to chime in, we've got some open phone lines. You can possibly give us a thought there. Uh, and this one is from Gary. Gary says, unfortunately, I have to agree with you about, about David Bakhtiari. This reminds me of the Derek Sherrod Derek, Derek situation. Remember when he broke his leg and really never recovered? Is this going to be the same type of knee injury? I, boy, that's a that's a terrible memory, isn't it? Derek Sherrod had just started to play okay football. Like you could see what he was going to start to become, or at least had the ability to become. And then uh, the uh, the fracture, and he that was it. That was he was done. His career was over. Uh, now Bakhtiari has already proven. That's the difference. He's already proven what he could be. The knee injury. I'm I'm going to hold my judgment. The longer he sits out, the worse it gets. But I'm going to hold my judgment. I'm not going to say he's because Derek Sherrod never contributed anything to the Green Bay Packers. Where David Bakhtiari has been a Pro Bowler and for the most part been the preeminent leader when it comes to left tackle position in the NFL for quite some time. So you got to give him the benefit of the benefit of the doubt to come back and prove that he still can play and play at a high level. It's just that the longer you sit out, the more unlikely it is that he will re- one that he's going to return and two that he'll even return to that level. So I, in, in that particular sense, I agree with you. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our good friends at Skipper Buds. If you're looking for a boat, still plenty of time to get out on the water, and enjoy some of the sun that the summer has to offer. It doesn't become fall officially until late September. So check out Skipper Buds. And the end-of-season deals going on right now, whether it's a pontoon, a yacht, whatever it happens to be, they have them. That's Skipper Buds. Uh, the one that I go to is right there in Pewaukee. And you can get a hold of Todd. Todd is the GM over there. Do a lot of great work, a lot of great deals, and still a lot of boats to be had. And so stop in and check out Skipper Buds. Go to skipperbuds.com. That's skipperbuds.com. And see for yourself the boating lifestyle and what it has to offer. So uh, give them a shout. Stay tuned. we got more coming to you live out here in Sturgis, South Dakota. The Bill Michael Show continues coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, a training camp update. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers held practice, and once again, the starting defensive backs are challenging the Packers' wide receivers. All-pro Jair Alexander getting physical with wide receiver Alan Lazard, who is on the NFL Network. It's always intense. You know, we just had a discussion, like, the other day. He had kind of threw me to the ground trying to strip the ball and stuff. I'm like, hey, man, you got to keep me up. He's like, hey, you know, whenever we go against each other, it's a live rep every single time. Jair is is an extremely talented player, a great person, and, you know, I think he demands the best out of me every single day, and I know that he's only making me better. Jair, Rasul Douglas, Eric Stokes, all deflecting passes or getting interceptions. Wide receiver Sammy Watkins on dealing with the DBs. I have no choice but to get better. Um, Jair's not going to take a day off. Eric Stokes and all the number of other guys, they're going to go out there and put push them every day to be the elite wide receivers that we want to be. Matt LaFleur says defensive back coach Jerry Gray is doing a good job of getting the most competitive matchups in practice. First of all, within our team, we always highlight and we make it a competitive period and show it to the whole group, to the whole team in the team meeting. But no, certainly you you want your better players going against one another because that's how they get better. And, you know, I'll tell you what, our DBs, they came to play yesterday. 
All of them. They looked really good. That's Packers head coach Matt LaFleur. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Glad to have you back. We are broadcasting live. We're at uh, Sturgis, South Dakota. Happy Hoyle Campground right next to the Full Throttle. Big show coming up tomorrow night. The 30th anniversary show for Jackal. And if you're uh, out here and you're listening to the program, I'll see you uh, tomorrow night. Uh, we have been honored and asked to uh, to do some stuff with uh, with the guys on stage tomorrow night. So looking forward to that. Uh, I, I can't wait. Uh, this is a big crowd that's going to be here tomorrow night. In the meantime, we go uh, live to Green Bay. Our good buddy, Mike Clemens joining us uh, on the line. So, uh, Michael, we know the DBs came to play, so now the wide receivers have to step up. And more so, how did Jordan Love look against those DBs? Pretty good. Uh, by the way, i got to remember Colleen from WOKY at the North Station. It says hello. She's here with staff, so I thought I'd pass that on to you. Awesome. Um, the big thing that uh, it was great to meet her. The big thing I think I see what LaFleur is doing right now as Jordan Love is out there is, they're just they're trying to rifle through the playbook, you know, to get ready for it's a last minute rehearsal. It's also an important workout for this first team, which there's a lot of these first teamers, you know, like like that whole defensive line. I don't think they're going to those guys are going to suit up uh, Friday night against the 49ers because this is an important evaluation game. And and I asked when it comes to the offensive line, though, um, they think they need this unit to come together and. You know, we've been talking about it all through camp. The most experience you've got is Royce Newman and John Runyon with 16 games. You know, a couple of guys are just like in their second year or so. And I asked Brian Gutekinds today about, is this like the – if these are your starting guys, if you don't get Bakhtiari or Elton Jenkins back by uh, the first weekend in September against the Vikings, is this the youngest offensive line you've had in a long time around here? Yeah, I'd have to go back and, and look at that. I'm not. I'm not sure. Um, I know we have a lot of confidence in those guys, and that, you know, I think um, they are young players. But those guys have had pretty significant game experience. You know, Yash and Running and, and Newman and uh, Josh got a lot of you know work last year as a rookie. Um, so, um, like, I, I like the depth of our group, um, and certainly getting those two All Pro guys to come back certainly you know changes things a little bit. And I'm confident those guys will get there. But I, but even without those guys, like I really like how the guys are working. I have to test every day with the group they're going against, and um, that's only going to make them better as they, as we as we head into this season. I noticed he talked a lot about uh, consistency, confidence, certain things that he wanted to see out of this team, and uh, also specifically out of Jordan Love, Mike, uh, for this test coming up on Friday night against San Francisco. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a it's a big test for him. And, you know, San Francisco 49ers are almost becoming a common opponent for the Packers. You've had your heart broken. You've come out with some big wins against them. And when you're trying to test this offensive line on the road, uh, you know, in a, in a hostile environment, as they say, I said to Goody, you can't ask for a better test or a team to go up against to evaluate, right? Absolutely. And I think, um, and those are so important. I mean, the difference between what you do out there in that practice field when, and then when the lights come on and there's no coach right behind you telling you what's coming uh, and being able to communicate and then, and then perform at the same time. Um, I mean, that's what this game is. And then the guys that make it in this league and play a long time at a high level, 
um, they're able to handle that environment and those atmospheres. So this is this will be the first and best test for us to really see how these guys. And then, you know, whether they have good performances or bad performances, it's you know it's what they learn from that and how they carry it over to the two practices and the next game. So um, you guys know, I mean, there's guys every year that maybe don't do much and maybe struggle in those first few games. But by the time we get to that third or fourth game, when we used to have the fourth game, it all comes together and they're in their comfort zone and everything allows them. And, then, and now we're starting to see the true, you know, potential of a guy. So it, you know, the more it, it's, it's, it's a double edged sword. You, you know, you, some, again, I, you've heard me say, I want to bubble wrap guys up and just get to the first game. And there's a lot of truth to that. Um, but at the same time, like these things are, you know, getting through these experiences to really let us know what a guy can do for us um, this season and, and maybe further on down the road are really important. So, Mike, uh, one of the other aspects uh, of today was we found out Wordle, the long snapper, gone. Uh, they, uh, the guy from last year, they just said, hey, uh, part of the process still not uh, operating the way they wanted. They cut him loose. It's Jake Co- or Jack Coco now or maybe somebody else that's not even on this roster yet, right? They worked out some long snappers yesterday. Uh, Jack Coco is from Georgia Tech. He was a teammate of Tariq Carpenter, the safety that they picked in the seventh round, so they had a lot of tape on him. But, yeah, between the infamous blocked punt and we're tell, un, unable to stop guys coming in uh, over him and bad snaps here in camp, he's released. It also opens up a roster spot. They're bringing back former running back Dexter Williams, who they run back, because they're a little short in the backfield of running back, and they don't want to run Jones or Dylan Friday against the 49ers. Mike, I, I want to ask you, uh, we were talking about it earlier while I got you on the line, what specifically are you looking for in this game upcoming on Friday night? Offensive line, backup at outside linebacker, backup and, you know, at safeties, and then just the whole special teams thing, you know? I mean, Pat O'Donnell, the punter, you're going to get to see him, your first team punter, and what he's going to bring in terms of consistency and hang time. And then, you know, just guys flying down the field and how bad do they want the job. So, you know, I, I watched Lane, uh, Wayne and Larry today. They're, they're watching the third string because that's most of the game that they're going to be calling Friday night. So they're trying to get familiar with those kids that are at the bottom of the 90-man roster. Hey, real quick, Mike, before I let you go, and I, I know you'd also talked a little bit about this, but uh, the defense far ahead of the offense, but – how is the how the young guys looking? Uh, and maybe second year guy like Eric Stokes, obviously, you're looking for the progression out of those guys and the depth, and obviously that how that trickles down to special teams, which I know we're all going to be paying attention to. But defensively speaking, while they look great on paper, what else defensively are you looking for? You know, about five minutes ago, you saw Jawan Winfrey, you know, because you got that battle at wide receiver, and guys like Malik Taylor, who beat out Jake Kumaro a couple of years ago, he's been injured. He's on the field now, but he might be out of a job because of Romeo Dobbs. Winfrey on a deep ball in the end zone, about 45 yards downfield. Stokes covering him like a blanket, deflected pass from Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, those starting corners are awesome, just awesome. And another kid named Sean Davis, he's a backup safety. He got a pick when they tried to throw a ball to Aaron Jones that came up a little short. He made a diving catch, so that's his first flash of his camp as well. So a lot of new names we'll find out in this first preseason game. Mike, tell Colleen I said hi. We'll be up next week. Looking forward to seeing you. Looking forward to the game on Friday, and I'll talk to you soon, pal, okay? Thank you, big unit. All right, buddy. Mike's brought to you by the Bay Motel and Family Restaurant. Clean, comfortable, cozy, just like home. And don't forget, coming up 
Next week, Friday, August 19th, they're going to have a tailgate party from 11 to 5. Brats, hot dogs, hamburgers, the backyard grill, beer, soda, mixed drinks. Proceeds go to the new community shelter. They have free parking and shuttles over to the Packers Saints preseason game. That's the Bay Motel Family Restaurant right there, South Military Avenue in Green Bay, 920-494-3441, or go to baymotelgreenbay.com. More of the Bill Michael Show to come live out here in Sturgis coming up right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.